It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Upfront program for this Friday. Roger here every day, Monday through Friday. And uh, today uh, is uh, going to be uh, one of our interview days. We're going to talk with one of the candidates for Woonsocket City Council. And also on Friday, we always talk with uh, Bob Martin from uh, Crossroads Real Estate Group. And he's on our live line right now. Mr. Martin, are you there? I am, Mr. Bouchard. All right. I hope you're ready for our real estate question of the day, because if you're not ready, I'm not going to be happy with you. So, <laughs> so you are okay. ready. You have prepared? I am. Okay, fine. A lot of pressure. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. it's a lot of pressure. I mean, uh, we've got two guys under pressure, you and our guest after you, uh, who's running for city council. They're under it's a tough place to be. I'm glad I'm where I am, and I don't have to be where they are. All right, uh, before we get to the question, I just want to let our audience uh, know the rundown of where we're going um, with uh, the program today. We have Mr. Martin on our line, our real estate question. We have Mr. Thompson in the studio, um, and uh, his name is uh, Brian Thompson, running for council. Now, on Monday, Dick Bouchard has his regular program. On Tuesday, Helena Folks, candidate for governor, will be here in studio, and uh, she'll be saying, vote for me instead of Nellie Gobier or uh, Dan McKee or Matt Brown or any of the others in the primary. She has to survive the primary, so uh, she uh, is preparing her argument. The former Woonsocket-based CVS executive, Helena Folks, she is familiar with the territory. She was here every day when she was at CBS, and uh, she'll uh, she'll talk to us. Wednesday, um, we'll get a visit from uh, Chris Beauchamp, who's running for city council, and we'll find out uh, why he's already been a council member, why he's decided to put his hat back in the uh, race and and run again. So uh, that'll be um, on Wednesday Wednesday's show. And then Chris Boulay, our normal guest on Thursday and on Friday. I don't know who we're going to have because I'm going to be on vacation. So um, that's the lineup there. Now we're going to get to uh, Mr. Martin. I know he's waiting uh, patiently, probably waiting to play golf. I hope I'm not delaying your game, sir. But um, anyway, here we go. It says here, I am selling my two-family and I have two rented hot water tanks with a national grid uh, which is now Rhode Island Energy. The buyer does not want rental tanks. He will replace them with his own. I called Rhode Island Energy to cancel, and they told me that I have to buy out the remaining term of the contract. I've never heard of this. Do you ever encounter this issue, Mr. Martin? Uh, yes. I would imagine uh, all the time, huh? Yeah, and uh, I hate to say it, but I... I I called personally for a client recently, and um, the lady I spoke to said it nicely, but she said, when we were National Grid, we kind of were more lax, but now that Rhode Island Energy and uh, actually the company that handles that is called VAMCO, V-A-M-C-O, she says, we're, we're holding, she didn't say people's feet to the fire, but we're, we're holding them to the agreement. So basically... And I had an education on that as well. Uh, when anyone rents a hot water tank, they sign a five-year contract at 
what is somewhere around $18 and change a month. Um, if two years into that they sell a home and uh, the buyer says, yeah, I'm just going to continue with that, uh, the buyer just assumes it and keeps paying the 18 and change. And when the five years is over, they just keep paying the 18 and change. Uh, however, um, if there's an issue with the tank, which is what I had encountered, and this will play into this gentleman's it'll answer his question, um, shortly before the closing, we went in the basement and the tank was leaking. So the seller called and said, "I, you know, I've been paying all these years, and in this case, it had been over 10, and uh, so I'd like somebody to come and see it, and but I need to know how water tank is leaking." Uh, the comment was, well, unless the buyer wants to sign a new five-year contract, we are not going to replace the tank. Um, so then I get involved, and I said, well, what if the house isn't being sold? She just calls. She says, oh, that's not a problem. We'll replace the tank as long as the existing owner signs a new five-year contract. So in this particular case, this gentleman is in somewhere in a five-year contract. He has to determine the amount of months left and either the buyer has to pay it out so many months at 18 and change a month or the seller as part of the sale has to buy it out uh, if the buyer were to say I'm just going to assume it um, what I don't know is they'd have him sign a new contract or if he assumes what's there um, <clears throat> but so what we try to do um, and, and again most of the time it's not an issue the buyer will just play out the term, and then decide what he wants to do, is is one of the questions on what we've like, often talked about, a seller's disclosure. There is a question on if you own the tanks or are they rented. And we, we always emphasize that answer one way or another. So if they are rented, then that's got to be checked off when it's a disclosure to the buyer. And the buyer at that point when he's buying says, you know, I know they're rented and Pretty much I'm assuming the responsibility on whatever that is. Um, usually it's not a problem, but in this particular case that I referred to, the tank went. And um, then it became an issue because the buyer said, I want a new tank. And the seller said, well, do you want to sign a contract? They said no. So the seller had to kind of, well, assume it. And we ended up giving them a credit and went from there. So, yes, it's not. I understand what the gentleman's saying. He's somewhere within his five years. Now, if he had that contract um, and the tank's been in there for seven years, it's the, the company will look at it as non-warrantable, which means you've, you've paid your five years. Um, so in a sense, you know, what it is is you're financing a hot water tank, and if, in fact, on a remote chance you need service along the way, they'll give you service for free. But outside of that, you're, you're paying a fee. And when you get beyond the five years, you continue to pay virtually a maintenance contract. So if somebody can't last eight, nine, ten years, which they often do, you know, you've paid $2,000 towards a hot water tank that you could have bought even at today's dollars for about 1000 bucks. So so this gentleman has to negotiate with that one way or another. I mean, it's not thousands of dollars, but, yes, it has to be dealt with. It's not always the case, but uh, in the case where you can just put in your own tank on your own money dealing with your own uh, plumbing contractor uh, that seems to be like almost the no-brainer to go but apparently not everybody is in that situation well everybody doesn't have the money to do it mm -hmm. but if they if they do it it 
yeah, it's going to end up being cheaper in the end. Absolutely. Mr. Martin, always a pleasure uh, talking with you. Um, interest rates on houses are still um, uh, still in what percentage range? And did they fluctuate at all with the Federal Reserve uh, and the 0.75 basis points that they just did the other day on interest rates? Not, not a whole lot. Um, they actually went above 6% a couple of weeks ago. And I just read something this morning, again, that... The national rate was about 5.45, 5.5. Um, you know, it, it does, you know, a rising tide raises all ships, no question. And it does, the Fed has an effect. But I also find that within reason, mortgage business is supply and demand. So when they obviously got to six and a half uh, and they saw that their applicants were dropping off, um, they adjust and They'll probably squeeze their margins a little bit. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, you know, the the psychology of the buyer now has to readjust. Um, you've been around long enough, Roger, to know that a 55 even a 6% rate is pretty good uh, on a 30-year fixed mortgage. But it's not as good as a 25 to 3 that has happened over the past few years. And I know in all the years that I've been in real estate, uh, when they dropped like that, I had never seen that in the previous 30, 30 some odd years. Never thought I would. And honestly, um, like to live a long life, but I don't think I'll ever see that again, to be honest with you. Um, so it's, it's a matter of today's buyers now. I mean, it will take some buyers out of the market that were marginal to begin with. But I think it's, it's the buyers that can't afford it are just going to have to say, look, I, you know, that's more the norm than it was, and I missed, you know, a good opportunity, or I wasn't ready yeah. back then to buy, and I'll live with um, with what I've got. Honestly, most buyers are concerned about what the monthly payment is more than the interest rate. They feel if the payment is affordable um, at virtually whatever rate on a thirty-year mortgage, they will buy that. You can always remortgage the 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 mortgage. You can always remortgage, you know, your mortgage on a house. Um, you can't relocate the house. So, um, market is still, still good. Um, um, don't want a tidbit would be, you know, the bottom is not falling out. However, statewide, I monitor that in MLS. There's probably been close to 200 price reductions over the last week of homes that are available, which means to me not that prices are dropping dramatically. But people that were looking for a score and, you know, pricing at 30, 40, 50,000 over asking because they thought they'd get a frenzy, uh, those days on most properties are gone. We do sell properties over asking, but generally speaking, um, people are wanting now more paying what we're pretty much assessing them at. Uh, so, price drops so us. Price drops are something that were unheard of three months ago, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank yep. you, Mr. Martin. Yep. Always a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, we'll uh, talk. Uh, no, we won't talk next Friday because I'll be on vacation for uh, a few days. Well, hope yep. you enjoy yep. your yep. vacation, Roger. Thank you, Mr. Martin. Bye-bye. All right, Bob Martin from Crossroads Real Estate Group and our real estate question of the week. And he answered it, plus um, some additional information that uh, I thought was timely. Uh, we're going to tell you about a few of our sponsors, then we're going to talk with Brian Thompson, learn a little bit about him, 
And uh, your calls and comments are always welcomed here on the Upfront program. Ciro says, let's be happy again Wednesday through Sunday with our appetizer and drink specials till 5 p.m. $6 appetizers, including chicken tenders. $6 well drinks, including our tequila margaritas. Oh, that's my favorite. $6 sangria specials and daily draft specials at Ciro's. And then there's our lunch specials served Wednesday through Sunday starting at noontime. Pick a sandwich, pick a soup, and the price is $10.99. Specialty sandwich combos. Pick a sandwich, pick a side, only $12.99. Zeros, downtown Woonsocket. Let's be happy again at Zeros of Woonsocket. Patio open for the summer. Yeah, let's be happy again. It's been a, it's been a rough period, and so those uh, $6 appetizers and those $6 well drinks and those $6 sangria specials, they're on special today. And every day uh, on a Wednesday through... Uh, Saturday basis till 5 o'clock at Ciro's. All right, Honey Shop. They're at uh, Upper Park Avenue in Woonsocket, right near where the carnival is and all that. Uh, 1300 Park Avenue. Kathy and Paul run a great uh, store with gourmet foods and health foods and natural remedies. And uh, we manufacture a lot of the things that we sell. You know, Breathe is our signature product for those who have asthma and Maybe have a cold and have a little trouble uh, with some congestion. Breathe is what you get. And it's honey infused. And you'll find it right there at the honey shop. And they have classes that we've been telling you about. The Mexican class, the Italian class. This is, uh, you know, how to cook uh, Italian food and Mexican food. And other things. Uh, they have uh, gnomes. You know, create your own gnomes. If you don't know what a gnome is, then probably uh, you won't want to get in that class. But if you do, you can by uh, calling the uh, honey shop uh, today. And uh, checking their Facebook page is my recommendation of how to uh, find out what they're up to. And uh, you just, uh, you know, put in honey shop when socket Facebook, bring you right to it. 766-1488 is the number to call. One more advertisement, then we'll uh, talk with our guest today, which one it's going to be here. Uh, how about the um, public accountants, Kay or Kasher? Yeah, uh, you need your books balanced. Kay or Kasher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick, 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kay or Kasher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kay or Kasher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Upfront program for Friday. So, what do you do if you're a radio station and you want to... Uh, uh, come off uh, with all the candidates, whether they're local or state or federal candidates, um, is um, number one, you follow uh, FCC guidelines. And during a campaign season, and what is a campaign season? It's when a candidate becomes a legally certified candidate. And so these candidates, including Mr. Thompson, who's in the studio. How are you doing today, Brian? Good morning, Roger. How are you? Good. These uh, candidates... Uh, they uh, they went out and got their 100 signatures, and then uh, the Board of Canvases certified them, and then certified 
them as bona fide candidates. So, so to be fair, uh, we uh, we have a rule based on FCC guidelines, Federal Communications Commission, that candidates can't be on the air calling talk shows and promoting their candidacy when maybe another candidate is working or something like that and they don't have access. So, what do you do with that rule? Well, then you re-invite all those candidates to the station and give them uh, an opportunity to uh, talk about their candidacy. Now, I have, uh, Brian, some listeners out there who uh, want me to ask all kinds of, like, uh, intrusive questions uh, and try maybe try to embarrass uh, the candidates or maybe try to intimidate them. Uh, maybe they don't like that candidate. Maybe they like some other candidate. Uh, that's not going to happen here today. So welcome to our microphones. And uh, I think uh, I want our listeners to know the purpose of our visits from Brian Thompson or Chris Beauchamp or Garrett Menseri last week or any of the people that come here. And we got them from running for governor and Congress to uh, running for school committee. Uh, we just want to know who they are and uh, let them speak for themselves. And then you judge uh, yourself what you think of them. So, um, welcome to the program. Do you have any opening remarks you'd like to uh, to say? Uh, and then we'll get into uh, a biography of, uh, you know, where you're from. And then we'll talk about um, some of the things you'd like to do. So, good morning, Roger. Um, again, Roger, I, uh, I want to thank you for inviting me to your show today. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to thank the, uh, the voters for listening this morning. Um, I'll get into my uh, bio w- when you're ready. All right, so... Uh, are you a Woonsocket native or uh, born somewhere else? I was uh, born in Norwood, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, moved to Woonsocket 18 years ago and been here ever since with my family. What do you do for a living? Um, I'm a sheet metal worker for Local 17. Mm-hmm. And so do you have to, uh, uh, do you do your sheet metal work here in Woonsocket or do you have to go to Boston or something? I, I uh, do it out of Boston. Mm-hmm. Does that mean a commute every day to Boston? It, it does. <laughs> it does. Do you do it by car or do you do an MBTA? I take uh, the train every day from uh, Forge Park. Uh-huh. I take it, um, I take it on the weekends. Um, I don't know. Do you have to buy one of those tickets, uh, like the 30-day ticket? Or? I buy a weekly pass. Uh-huh. Right. Flux pass. Is it, um, so what time do you get on the train in the morning? Uh, 5, 12 in the morning. Uh-huh. I'm, up, I'm out of bed at uh, quarter past four every day. That's the first train out, right? It is, sir. <laughs> It is. Uh, well, there's a guy uh, who, uh, who uh, he's a man after my own. I love to ride trains. Uh, so I run the, on the weekend. The MBTA has a $10 special. Have you ever seen that uh, $10 special? I have. Right. And so um, so my wife and I will get on the train at Forge Park and get off at South Station, walk over to uh, uh, the waterfront there and, and uh, have a bite to eat, and then get back on the train and come back to uh, Franklin. Anyway, this interview is not about Brian and Roger's uh, MBTA experiences, <laughs> although um, uh, it is a fun, uh, it's a fun run for us when we don't have to do it every day, but doing it every day, uh, do you like, uh, uh, do you like sleep or uh, do you like read or what do you do at 5, um, 12 I, in the morning? I actually open my computer at the table uh-huh. um, and, and- uh, get started with my day. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is. I am a general foreman for a company out of Boston, mm-hmm. and um, it's there's not enough hours in the day, Roger. Uh-huh. What train do you take back? 
Um, I take the uh, 145 train back. Uh-huh. All right. So you're a working guy. So if our uh, listeners want to know uh, whether one of our candidates running for city council uh, is a uh, working guy, boy, does he work, right? <laughs> um, anyway, so um, let's talk about uh, some of the things. Uh, well, first of all, did anybody interest you in running for council and let me tell you how other people have answered this question so when i asked um uh, scott mcgee he uh he's a real estate guy and uh he was here running for council like yes, you sir. are i said scott so how did you decide to run so he said you know as a real estate person i'm in city hall and we check deeds and stuff like that and he ran across the mayor and uh the mayor said oh you'd be a good candidate for running for city council that's how he decided to run for city council what about you so i've worked on uh, steve steve casey's campaign with him mm-hmm. off and on for since 2014 mm-hmm. um i've taken a, a very uh liking to, to politics mm-hmm. um he you know me and him talking he thought this was a good fit for me mm-hmm. um to get to, you know throw my hat in the ring as you would say um so even though uh, you've never run for office. It sounds like um, if you were friendly with uh, State Representative Steve Casey, he'll be here, too. Even though he's unopposed, we're going to invite him to come. I'm sure he's going to come and, course, uh, course. And, and talk about his uh, re-election uh, bid. All he needs is one vote or so, and uh, he can get elected. <laughs> um, so you, you worked um, on his campaigns, or did uh, is that I, what you did? I've knocked on doors for him um Every two years, mm-hmm. uh, even when he's unopposed, he does. He gets out to see the voters, mm-hmm. um, make sure his his message is being uh, put out there on what he's trying to accomplish at the state house. All right, hey, if you have a question for uh, our uh, guest, and who is our guest? If you just tuned in, the guy's name is Brian Thompson, and uh, he's a eighteen year Woonsocket uh, uh, resident. And I think uh, that uh, means I'm looking at the little fact sheet that he left. You're 41. I am, sir. Yeah. Your wife's name is Christine. It is. Yeah. And you've been here. Uh, this, let's say six children. Yes, sir. All right. You better take that train every morning. Yes, tomorrow. sir. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have six children. All right. There are a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of uh, education loans uh, coming up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> already done that. All right. Six here. Anyway, uh, he's here in studio, and uh, if you want to talk to him, uh, you can. And uh, uh, we have a, what, what we call, we have regular listeners to the program, and, uh, and some are regular callers. And then there's some regular emailers. And this is a guy that uh, sends us an email. I'm just opening it up right now. I want to see if uh, I usually don't like his questions. He doesn't like me as a talk show host. He thinks I'm just too nice a guy, too soft, that I don't really interview people well. So he says, uh, let me see, even if I even want you to answer the question. Ask the candidate. That's you, Brian. If he would be in support of speed or red light cameras in Woonsocket. Now, that's a good, I think that's a good question. Um, cameras, uh, we already have cameras here in Woonsocket um, that uh, re- record registration numbers of cars so that if uh, somebody is involved in an accident, and I witnessed one uh, on Park Avenue uh, a few days ago, and um, that would be a good case. So if somebody ran away from that 
accident. They put the license registration in the uh, computer, and then as can, as cars go by on South Main Street, the pictures are taken, and if that registration matches up with one that went by, the police are able to catch up with the person. That's not the same um, as uh, surveillance cameras, per se. But anyway, back to the question, are you in support of speed or red light cameras? Brian Thompson. Uh, <clears throat> it's a good question. Um, I am not in support of speed and red light cameras. Mm -hmm. um, I I believe the uh, the police pretty much have that covered in one socket. Um, I don't want to take. I feel like that that would potentially take officers off the street, um, at which I'm not in support of. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, this guy asked the next question. Um, asked the candidate if he's in support of digging up Cass Park for a sports complex. Now this is really an issue that the council uh, will be getting uh, involved in uh, one way or the other. Uh, but, you know, when you're interviewing a sitting council member, it's different than when you're interviewing somebody who's running for the first time. Sitting council members, they know exactly what I'm talking about when I, when I throw that question their way. Um, maybe this guy, uh, Brian Thompson, uh, has to come up to speed on it. Maybe you are ready to go on that one. So, Roger, I'm not up to speed mm -hmm. um, on, this, on this particular question. Um, I would look at all the facts mm -hmm. if I was on the council and, and make a... Uh, educated decision at that point, but I'm not. I'm not very versed in that particular uh, issue. Well, don't uh, feel uh, bad about it because any new candidate who is running for the city council would not really know much about this topic. No, we would not. You know, that's why sometimes it's unfair for the uh, email to to send. What would make that emailer think that somebody who's just running for the first time would be able to speak articulately on this topic? So, uh, so. The person that really uh, is in the negative here is the emailer. Of course, I want to ad aggravate him more than ever before. No, know? I appreciate the <laughs> so question. I'm just not versed right. in it. He's but. sitting at home calling me a jerk. Now, ask the candidate if he's personally with uh, friends with anyone currently on or running for the city council. Again, this is an immaterial, stupid question. Uh, but um, anyway, he sent it to it to us. And uh, you can either answer it or not, but I. But if you, if you did, uh, yeah, the answer to the question is no. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, Mister Emailer out there in uh, Radio Land, uh, are you satisfied? I can tell you, absolutely, he is not satisfied with uh, the way I handled that. But that's okay. How do you feel about taxes? You're a taxpayer uh, uh, and a working guy. Uh, so, um, do you have anything you want to say about that? I, I do. Um, truly, I want to uh, keep property taxes low for the struggling homeowners in the city right now. Mm -hmm. Many of them are, are living on a fixed income, um, dealing with higher grocery bills, energy costs due to inflation right now. Uh, I truly believe um, not raising taxes on the uh, homeowners in the city right now um, I do believe, though, we don't want to get back in the situation that we had back in 2013, 2014, um, where we were potentially going to go into receivership. But I, uh, at this point right now, we have uh, APRA funds that we can be putting towards um, the city and not raising the tax levy on the uh, homeowners. We certainly did pick up a lot of federal money, but not just one socket, everywhere. Everywhere did, yes, yes. 
Um, I have uh, as stupid a question as some of the ones that came in from my last uh, email. So you take the train to Boston every day. Uh, were you driving to Boston before the price of gas went up, or are you always taking the train? Or did that, and this is kind of going to trigger a, a question about the economy in a few seconds, but always a train? Uh, no, absolutely not. I actually started taking the train three months ago. Mm -hmm. I drove from Woonsocket to Boston every single day. Uh, when prices, uh, once prices started hitting four, $4, $4.50, um, it, it does, and, and I do okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it starts to, you know, mm -hmm. tie into my budget at home with my family. All right. So there's an example of how the increase in gasoline prices makes people do different things. Of course. Right. Um, so is that train crowded at uh, what, what time does it leave? 503? It, it leaves at 512. It's 512. No, it is not crowded at that uh -huh. time. If I do go in an hour late or something, it, it, it gets very crowded. Mm -hmm. um, the 612 train. 712 train is very busy now. All right. Uh, Brian Thompson is with us. Uh, he's in studio. We're chatting with him about, uh, about being a council member. And um, as he mentioned, um, uh, his friend uh, Steve Casey, um, state representative, said, Hey, Brian, maybe this is something that uh, you'd like to do. You said you like politics. Um, do you follow politics much? Do you follow the national politics much? Or? I, I do follow national politics. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do. And are you uh, satisfied with what's going on in our, our country right now? Um, uh, it's hard for anybody to be satisfied, but uh, we'll see what you think about it. Um, I'm, at times, I, uh, I do worry where the country is going. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> again, with inflation, uh, with the divide in Congress. Um, it doesn't seem like um, anybody wants to work with each other anymore. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I do struggle with that stuff when I when I watch the news at night and follow the politics. Now we have um, a mayor in place, and I can tell you uh, that she will be the mayor in November because she's unopposed. Yes, sir. So therefore, uh, she is uh, going to be the administration in office. It's not like we're going to see a change of office. So. Um, uh, do you know Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt, and uh, are you um, a, a guy that um, you know is is going to be uh, watching the administration or working with the administration? Because that seems to be how politics works. Uh, we have a few council members; they keep an eye on what's going on at City Hall, and they're like uh, gatekeepers. And then there are maybe uh, several members of city council that agree with the mayor on so many issues. So I don't know where you, how you're going to play this. Um, I do know the mayor. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yep. Um, my stance with, I, I want to work with the mayor. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you know, I think a, a good negotiation in, 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 with the mayor, with the city council... And, again, we've seen some of the recent city council meetings where it's been um, a bit troubling with the back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, I absolutely want to work with the mayor, but at the same time, what I want to work for the constituents of Woonsocket. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Um, since you're friends uh, with uh, or know uh, Steve Casey, one of the things that I've uh, observed as a layman is that a lot of the council members and sometimes mayors are unconnected to what I call the state delegation. We have two senators here. We have three 
representatives here, and it is so important to make sure that um, that we have friends at the state house in the general assembly. So I was just wondering whether uh, you might uh, use that uh, friendship with Mr. Casey and so- somehow connect the council to the legislature. Very good question, Roger. Um, I'm actually friends with the, uh, four, the, all four of our state delegation. Uh-huh. Have a great relationship with all four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a good working relationship where um, if the city needs something, I think that I can sit down with all four of them, the ones that are in office today, mm-hmm. and, and get some stuff for the city when, when we need it. When they, when they don't know about it, when the, when the city council and the mayor need something, I think I'm a good in-between to sit and chat with them. How did you get to know them? That's <clears throat> also a good question. Um, I've, they've knocked on my door. Um, Melissa Murray was in my district at the time. Uh, that's how I met her. She was on the city council. Uh, Bob Phillips. Um, I've known Bob for quite a few years. My, my kids actually have been, he's been their teacher. Mm-hmm. So I've met him that way also. Um, I do spend time with Bob um, outside of all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome guy. Uh, recently met Roger, had a, have had great conversations. I actually knocked on doors with Roger and Bob Phillips. You're talking about Roger Pickard? Pickard, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I actually walk, walked doors with them to get signatures. Um, we've had some great conversations, political conversations, um, that I believe that helps me solidify that that relationship going forward if I'm on the council for for the state for the city constituents a couple of more questions uh, for you unless and, and remember uh, audience uh, if you are interested in uh, asking a question or opening up a topic uh, here's your chance Brian Thompson is one of the 13 candidates you're going to see on the ballot 13 of them and these people have to run citywide, so people have to know um, who Brian Thompson is in Fairmount, East Socket, Vernon, um, North End. I don't know how you're going to do that, but that's the challenge of a candidate. Every night after work. All right. And so let's go with a couple of more questions. Um, so on your uh, note sheet here that uh, you handed to me, uh, I just wanted to uh, give you a chance to... Uh, comment on it so that we cover all the all the topics you want to cover. So it says here, firm believer in the Constitution. So uh, you put that on a piece of paper, uh, you must feel pretty strongly about that. I'm, I'm a huge supporter of our Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, our First Amendment rights to free speech. Um, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of our Second Amendment rights. Um, just to get started, I mean, I could go through a lot of them, mm-hmm. but those two in particular... Um, I'm a huge supporter of. All right. The man believes in the Constitution. And uh, then, of course, as he looks across the uh, desk here in the studio, he sees that he's being interviewed by a senior citizen. (laughs) Did you know that? (laughs) You look young. Yeah, right. And so, um, um, and this is a a community uh, with with a heavy-duty senior population, and you seem to... uh, recognize that uh, and so what are you going to do about them there's another constituency um so that's the senior citizens of our uh, city um have you know paid their dues and um i'm trying to i'm going to try to find ways to a you know lower their taxes 
um, get them better services through the city council in mm-hmm. the mayor's office. I think that I think the mayor does a very good job of that as it is right now. Mm-hmm. But I want to continue that progress with the senior citizens, especially in the high rises and in in, in homeowners mm-hmm. that are still in their homes. Thank God. We're almost at the uh, end here uh, of uh, interviewing. Look down on your sheet. Did I miss anything that uh, you wanted to uh, touch on, uh, Brian? Because I want to give you a, a chance to uh, uh, make sure that we cover all the bases here. Uh, another thing I want to point out is uh, I look forward if, if uh, granted um, a council seat uh, to work with the administration on attracting small and large businesses into the city. I also want to make the city more attractive to retain businesses by continuing to change the business climate of the city. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I believe the mayor and the city council have done a good job of that. I think we can always do better. Mm -hmm. All right. Brian Thompson, candidate for uh, Woonsocket City Council. And if you just uh, tuned in, uh, he lives on Rhode Island Avenue, which is, I guess, Brennan, right? Yes, sir. And um, has been here uh, over uh, 17 years. Uh, he's 41 years old and married and uh, six kids and uh, all attended the school system. Oh, so I want to ask you about uh, our school system. Did you find anything um, uh, that you wanted to, um, you know, working with the General Assembly is one end, but working the other end is the school committee here in Woonsocket. Do you have anything you want to say to them, uh, like build some new buildings or something? Um, so the buildings, I think... I think we're going to get in the next 10 years, we're going to have to start doing some new buildings um, in certain parts of the city. Like, the middle school right now is a brand new building. Uh, The high school, um, sooner or later, is going to need to be revamped or remodeled Mm -hmm. or even build a new one. Um, I'm a a firm supporter of um, making that stuff happen through the council and working with the school committee on and I can assure our audience, uh, we're going to talk to all members of the school committee and candidates. There are six candidates for school committee. Five of them will be elected. And um, and I know, uh, as Brian just made reference to, there's a lot of uh, money uh, from the federal government out there that's being funneled through the Rhode Island Department of Education into the local communities to rehabilitate and build some new schools and uh, that other guy that called in a little bit earlier um, I did not ask one of the questions it says ask the candidate if he's in support of selling Barry Field now Barry Field is where the where they play the football the reason I wanted to comment on that is that uh, I was listening to one of our own talk shows and uh, one of our talk show hosts thinks that Barry Field which is in the um, domain of the school department. The school department runs Barry Field, and uh, they have um, access to it, and and they can determine what they want to do. So we're talking about schools and rebuilding and maybe some new schools. I have the feeling uh, that, uh, Brian, that Barry Field, when we talk to members of the school committee, they're thinking... Uh, that, yeah, it's an athletic field, and maybe we should move the athletic fields over to Cass Park, where the high school is. So what would you do with that property if you uh, move the athletic fields from Barry Field to to the back of the high school where Cass Park is? And I think the school 
committee members are going to be talking about building a new building there of some kind, a new school building. It's their property, and so therefore they could use state funds. And uh, that would be, uh, I think, 93% would come from the state, the other seven from Woonsocket taxpayers, to build some kind of a school complex there. So if you're out on the, um, on the trail campaigning and some people ask you about Barry Field, uh, you might want to talk to a school committee member and see what their plans are of Barry Field. The mayor would like to see it uh, turned into a private parcel away from the school committee so that we can develop it and maybe put a supermarket there. So that's one of the issues out there. Anything you want to say that before we conclude? Uh, so, Roger, I, I'm not very versed in, in that situation. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to educate myself on it in the coming coming yeah. weeks. Yeah to make a a better educated conversation with you on. All right. Well, uh, you'll probably probably encounter it on the campaign trail. So be on the lookout for it. Be one of the first things I do, Roger. Here are the key phrases. Cass Park, Barry Field. Yes, yes, sir. (laughs) Right. And see what happens. Uh, Brian, thanks uh, for for visiting with us. Um, Again, uh, here's your chance to say, hey, voters, uh, consider me in November. Uh, yeah, thank you, Roger. Um, I, I do hope I can get the support of the voters in the city. Um, I will work diligently um, on your behalf. All right. Thank you for uh, dropping by. Did you take a day out of work uh, because you missed the train this morning? No, I'll be going in right after. <laughs> All right. All right. And uh, what does he do? Uh, he uh, works for uh, a sheet metal contractor out of Boston, and you're the foreman, right? I'm the general foreman. So how I? these guys, uh, uh, these guys um, must be a little bit tough. Uh, uh, these are working guys, and uh, um, they... Um, Oh, well, uh, are they easy to work with? We'll ask you. Um, I've had um, 20 guys that have worked for me mm-hmm. for the last 17 years. Yeah. So um, they know what I'm thinking. I know what they're thinking. So, um, so you work pretty much with the same uh, crew? I do. I mean, we do do some bigger jobs where I get some guys from the union hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, it sometimes that's a little, you know, the personalities at times. But I do really well at, um, you know, fixing the personality gap at times. Brian, um uh, not to get too uh, into your work, but uh, so you have to go to Boston. Are most of the sheet contracting jobs, um, you know, in Dorchester or Revere or, or where? No, so they're, they're typically in downtown. They're also in Cambridge. Um, Cambridge is becoming a um, highly developed area at this point. You know, Boston's, you know, for many years. It's built out? <laughs> that's exactly. Uh, Boston's, you know, they're still building. Don't get me wrong. In the seaport, mm-hmm. they're still putting up buildings constantly, beautiful buildings. Um, and Boston finds a way to attract those people, um, especially lab lab work and stuff like that, Roger. Okay. Uh, and the, um, the caller uh, emailer wants you to uh, familiarize yourself with the Canal District pro- Project. Now, uh, what happened is that when I had uh, Mr. Uh, McGee here, he uh, didn't know much about the Canal District project. And so what I did for him, and I'm going to do the same for you, so that when you're on the campaign trail, I'm not going to ask you about the Canal District project. I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> but I'm going ha- to make a copy of this. This is a project, uh, and you may get some questions on the road. Um, there's a group here in Woonsocket, not associated with City Hall or City Government, but they are Woonsocket residents, and they are proposing a Woonsocket Heritage Canal. 
And it's a project uh, which would be down um, in uh, the Main Street area. And um, here's, um, here's a picture of what they have in mind. And I'm going to let you read that and uh, read a little bit about it. And so every candidate for council has to uh, decide whether they think this is a good idea or not a good idea. Now, the mayor thinks it's not such a good idea. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, this, this, uh, some of the people that live in Woonsocket think that this is a great idea. So eventually on the campaign trail, Brian, somebody's going to say, what do you think of the proposed canal district project? And uh, you, can, you can take the easy way out and say, well, I don't know much about it, and I'm going to uh, you know, look into it, and maybe I'll take a position later on, or I don't think it's such a great idea, or I think it's a grand idea. So the Canal District Project will be um, another question for our candidates. Now, when um, Chris Beauchamp gets here on Wednesday, um, be, you know, he'll probably be uh, ready to answer on that one. But uh, others are going to have to study the thing. So I definitely have to look into right. this, Roger. There's your homework. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Brian, for being with us. Okay, Th Thank you, Roger, for having me on your show. All right, Thank back. you to the voters also. Okay, back in a moment. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401-639-2906. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. Oh, yeah, they have a, a great luncheon menu, but they also have, um, you know, when you go to the Roast House, if you go there for lunch today, they'll give you their regular menu, and, um, and you can study that, and maybe you... Um, you don't. Uh, you you, you want to have muscles like Larry Poitras does. I love, uh, and so does Larry. The steamed muscles that they have there. I would try them Portuguese style, nice and spicy. Um, so whether it's luncheon today at the uh, Roast House, or whether it's uh, dinner tonight at the Roast House, and also they will hand you their weekend specials too. They have. Weekend specials. It's just a nice um, casual dining spot for uh, for you. So if you're thinking of lunch or dinner tonight, a lot of nice seafood uh, entrees too. Why don't you consider the Roast House? And uh, again, they're in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All right, you're on the um, Upfront program. And it was a real pleasure interviewing uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brian. Uh, Thompson for City Council, and uh, and he's just one of your choices out there. There are many uh, many others, and uh, it's going to be a tough choice for Woonsocket uh, voters. But 
they have to make that choice. All right, we're going to play uh, an ad from uh, one of our sponsors, and this one is in Cumberland. It's casual dining, great atmosphere, friendly service. It's Corey's Tavern, 80 Manville Hill Road in Cumberland. Select from 22 great craft beers and wonderful drinks like our outstanding martinis with pizza and handheld sandwiches and appetizers and starters. And you'll love our wings, too. Tuesday night pizza night, Wednesday night trivia night, Friday night music bingo. Corey's Tavern, open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 3, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. It's time to discover Corey's Tavern, Cumberland. Here's a business you should know about, the Afterglow Boutique. 43 Main Street Blackstone offers the latest fashion clothing from sizes small to 3X. Amazing gifts for the whole family. You'll feel confident from head to toe. So stop in and make your Christmas in July the best ever. Open Wednesday through Friday 11 to 6, Saturday 10 to 3, Sunday 11 to 3. See you soon at the best boutique in town, the Afterglow Boutique, 43 Main Street, Blackstone. La Familia Restaurant. It's a place everyone can't stop talking about. La Familia Restaurant with three locations in Cumberland, Taunton, and Easton. Make plans to come and relax and enjoy yourself at Cumberland's famous La Familia Restaurant. We guarantee that you will love our classic Italian dishes. Our customers love our delicious appetizers, entrees, and homemade desserts. We know that consistency is very important on every visit. So what's on your dining schedule this week? Come on in to La Familia Restaurant. Open seven days a week at 1666 Diamond Hill Road, Cumberland. Our final words in a moment. It's 2022 and things have changed a lot. And one of them is finding someone reliable to do a project around your house. And that's why we're happy to recommend your handyman, Richard Bianco. Richard is happy to remind you no job is too small. And Richard is fully licensed and insured. Contact your handyman at 401-568-4058. And Richard solves your home fix-up and repair projects. 401-568-4058. For your handyman, Richard Bianco. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, we're back to uh, the panel, and uh, Brian Thompson uh, has visited with us. We're making him a copy of uh, my uh, reference sheet here on the uh, Canal District uh, project. And um, I think all of the candidates uh, should be up to speed on this project. And uh, he wants to uh, come up to speed on it, and so uh, he will. So who else um, will we be uh, calling? We'll be uh, calling Michael Disney. He's running for council. Uh, David Susi will be uh, in here eventually. John Ward will be here. Roger Gillette will be here. Valerie Gonzalez will be here. Dan Gendron will be here. James Canoya will be here. Brian Thompson. We just interviewed him. Scott McGee, we interviewed him last week. Garrett Manseri, we interviewed him last week. Christopher Beauchamp, he'll be here Wednesday. And then uh, Shannon Ross, we uh, will be in contact with Shannon. Benjamin Shatra, we'll be in contact with him. And uh, those are the people who are running for city council. We'll have them all in. And uh, give them a chance to express their, uh, shall we say, legislative agenda or what plans they have for the Woonsocket City Council. Well, thank you for being with us this week. Uh, Coming up next is our law program. And then uh, we'll have uh, the Joe Show all on WNRI. 
Uh, everybody, have a nice weekend. Take care. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.